According to Article 19 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, everyone has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes freedom to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive and impart information and ideas through any media and regardless of frontiers. In the same vein, Article 29 of the Constitution of Uganda, 1995, guarantees protection of these individual rights, which include freedom of the press. Hello there. My name is Nyamishana. Welcome to Nyamishana's podcast. Today, we are discussing freedom of expression in Uganda. And I am so honored and privileged to host the incredible Edna Nisima, a Ugandan feminist and writer. Hello, Edna. Hi, Prue. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited. Ah, oh, it's good to see you after a long time. Yeah, <laughs> the COVID is real, yeah? Yeah, and I'm happy you're healthy and looking good as always. Thank you, thank you. So, who is this Edna? Okay, so Edna is, um, first of all, I am a writer, yeah, and, but I'm not, and I'm going to talk about who I am in relation to what we're going to talk about, yeah? Yes. I'm a writer, but I'm not just a writer, I'm an African writer, but I'm also not just an African writer, I'm an African feminist writer, mm -hmm. and as a writer, because that's what I do other work professionally, obviously, in communications and whatever it is. But for me, my writing, my it is my art that defines who I am and mm -hmm. my, my expression, you know, whether it's in speech or the way that I live or in, you know, studying theory and praxis of, of and, and um, applying praxis of, of uh, feminist politics yeah yeah and it's also i strongly believe that uh it is a function of an artist as james baldwin has mm -hmm. you know said several times in his writings to as as an the the responsibility of an artist mm -hmm. especially a literary artist yeah to use their art to create mm -hmm or advance social yeah. change. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I want us to dive into this because it's it's like at the, at, the, at the back of our minds right now mm -hmm. and it's the recent directive by the Uganda Communications Commission. Yeah. This is, some of it read uh, like this. Ad we advise all persons currently offering or planning to commence the provision of online data communication mm -hmm. and broadcasting services not limited to blogs, online TVs, online radios, online newspapers, blah, 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 mm -hmm. uh, video on demand, digital aud audio radios, and I think podcasts like these ones. I don't know if they are under audio <laughs> the digital audio radios, mm -hmm. interweb. TVs uh, should obtain authorization from UCC before providing such services to the public. Mm -hmm. What do you make of this directive? I mean, for starters, I think that it, it, it will be clear 
mm -hmm. you know, to anyone, even without UCC outrightly ad admitting to it that this is this has very nothing I, will, I dare say or very little to do with uh, what they claim they want to do you know protect users yeah uh, of the internet or uh whatever prevent abuse which by the way mm -hmm. there's a computer misuse act which we shall get to talk about how, yeah how that has also been abused mm -hmm. but that if if was implemented as it as is yeah caters for what ucc is now claims they want to do mm -hmm. yeah? mm. um there's a lot of out of place language there are things that they if, even they couldn't explain yes you might remember that in the beginning of their uh, thread that was quite the thread on twitter disorganized mm -hmm. and for lack of a uh they also included the average social media user yes yeah? and then they we're talking about a facebook uh, yeah someone with a twitter account yeah so as an individual mm -hmm. yeah so not me you know being edna.com or not laquena.com not yeah. niamishana's.com mm -hmm. exactly they just uh, you know they're talking about edna Siba on facebook uh oh so they wanted <laughs> it would mean that every social media user would have to register with i mean yeah. ridiculous yeah, yeah. Mm. so i think that it is from you know all of that it's very clear mm -hmm. that this might have been influenced by something other than you know the need the sudden need towards elections to yes. protect the average Ugandan who mm -hmm. is on the internet, as if women for years, mm -hmm. feminists have not single-handedly fought the fight of abuse of women online. <laughs> and their freedoms of expression online yes. without the UCC lifting a Ugh. finger. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that quite honestly, it is, I mean, I don't want to use the word, but it doesn't make Subsad. sense. Yeah. And th there's a history to it, yeah? Mm -hmm. 2016, mm -hmm. there was a shutdown, mm -hmm. yeah, of, of the internet. Yeah. Uh, we've seen Dr. Stella Nyanzi in and out of prison mm -hmm. because she's freely expressing herself online. Mm -hmm. When I was Googling to see violations of freedom of expression, in Uganda, do you know who the vict number one victim is? The president <laughs> is the is is the victim to your <laughs> to your head. No, actually, the Google search was hate speech in Uganda, yeah. and the number one victim is the, president. the president. The 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 only time that the computer misuse act was ever applied, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yes, absolutely, all of this is connected, and I really really want us to connect this step by step and yeah. not because a lot of ugandans operate from a point of apathy is and this even you you see members of um, the, the the press mm -hmm. reaching out and saying oh you are bloggers so tell us what are you bloggers going to do or whatever and so it's always like i saw it during the the fight against the social media the ott tax yes was, uh, this tax must go campaign mm -hmm. where a lot of people would say but edna so the issue here is the clampdown on our freedoms of expression. Mm -hmm. And I want to get into that. That's the connection 
to the OTT tax. Yes. Yeah. Then the 2016 election where social media was cut off. Mm-hmm. Then the Stella Nyanzi case where the, the only time. The Joseph Kabuleta. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about freedoms, I want us to know that it's a slow but sure erosion mm-hmm. of our freedom. So these look like isolated events, but every so often it looks like the state is trying to, you know, block mm-hmm. that this one uh, place where the Ugandan the only yes, place still has an avenue yeah. to be free mm. to speak. Yeah, and I also to step away from what the media is asking us. Mm. Oh, as a blogger, you know how has this affected your income? Okay, that is a very small issue, mm-hmm. and or we are look. That's a very looking at it from a very small point of view. Yeah, <clears throat> I want us to talk about freedoms in the sense of our right to expression. Yeah. Yes. Article nineteen. Yes. But also the fact that as we go back to my how I introduce myself, who I am, mm-hmm. an African feminist writer. writer. Yeah, yeah. So, an, as an African writer, I will tell you that uh, I live or was born and raised and live in a society where the arts up to today are barely considered important. Yes, you can hear it from uh, the president's incessant. You know, fellow citizens, you know, uh, scientists are better. <laughs> you know, the scientists, you know, journalists are just uh, rumor mongers and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how the government over the years has, you know, come up and said, oh, science, we, let's push sciences more. Yeah. And which has, again, it's a triple, it triples down the effect. Mm-hmm. And then parents have their children. Mm-hmm forcefully apply for pcb math yeah you know f- to do physics and chemistry and biology at a level because science quote-unquote science is marketable yes alienating that that's everywhere and from not just this government think from the days of the byron mm-hmm. how it was and the arrests at the national theater and now stella nyanzi and uh, kakwenz has been arrested twice for writing there's the books of uh, Dr. Olive Hope Sinje. Yes. There's, you can, you see that we live in a society where as a writer, yeah, um, I'm being, there, there are blocks here, blocks here, blocks there, blocks there. Yeah. yeah. Now, there are systems on an international platform, mm-hmm. mostly, <clears throat> that work to, even here, I mean, there is writivism, yes. there is Ibwa Jano, I'm not going to uh, uh, dismiss our collective ways there's uh nyana's thing yeah uh, so many many stories stories. there's a lot of initiatives here that are supporting writers Mm -hmm. but um most writers most african writers that have gone on to thrive on the continent you will find that in the bios Mm. they have an mfa from a certain european university american university Yeah. yeah that would mean that then which of course they were already good writers but participation in this learning yeah then improves your art and then gets you to those platforms mm-hmm. widens your audience you know yeah but not every african writer obviously has the 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 
connections, so to speak. And the opportunity. The opportunity, the access in terms of funds or just people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So then there is the African writer who yeah. now gets on social media mm -hmm. where they are skipping a thousand hurdles in between. Yes. Yeah. To reach as large an audience mm -hmm. as they would have if they did they were they did an MFS if, somewhere if, and had if we had the privilege and whatever yeah. yeah so now we have kind of found a way yeah an African writer a Ugandan writer has found a way mm -hmm. to <laughs> jump over these hurdles and get to a space where thanks to <clears throat> social media producing my work putting it out there sharing it all over my social media mm. crossing audiences across the world yeah and in turn yes getting clients and work and what which they are insisting on you know the the, the earnings and what so that there is an african writer with all those hurdles mm. where their only space is social media and the ucc is threatening that space too yeah that's another freedom being compromised mm -hmm. then there is the aspect of being an african feminist mm -hmm. writer yes in a society that in a world that's deeply patriarchal mm. where as you have seen the labels that have been you know <laughs> put on us mm. you know uh what is it extremists radical, radical feminazi and so even then the average spaces are not very receptive yeah of the feminist writer because you're threatening the status quo and you know yeah whenever you threaten the status quo you become an enemy of the exactly. people exactly mm. so when i then cannot access those spaces and then go to social media where mm. no one has you know there's i no one reserve i mean i reserve my own rights of of entrance and exit yes. mm. then the ucc is saying okay even this might be you know we are might register you see how <laughs> all of when we talk about freedom yeah it is all of these things mm -hmm. yeah and so uh the press wants to talk what might want to talk about oh how much are you earning how much do you pay but has nothing to do yes, with money very little yeah this is an erosion of freedoms yeah and silencing yes the average person mm -hmm. yeah that's what i wanted to make um there's hate speech mm -hmm. there's misinformation mm -hmm. there's disinformation sure. And that is where the regulator comes in. Mm -hmm. But how can regulation be done correctly mm -hmm. by the UCC as they protect the freedom of expression in Uganda? Because it looks like, mm -hmm. in, I can see that um, the, the regulation is to protect a certain interests of a certain group of people mm -hmm. the power holders mm -hmm. yeah so how can how can there be proper regulation so one <laughs> i don't know i'm an artist so um, i struggle with uh, the, this need to regulate to, to art regulate because uh you know tejuko one of my favorite writers says <laughs> that and there are a few things more resistant to tutoring mm. than the creative arts and tutoring mm -hmm. as as um 
you know is almost uh, similar to regulating and panel beating yes so the creative arts can they can we really talk about um regulation in that sense by the mm -hmm. which we might remember then the artists remember the, the, the attempt to regulate artists yes yeah i struggle with that but for purposes of uh say curbing um the illegalities the mm -hmm. abuse which we hate as women online yeah but also women activists online have yeah. been very are very familiar with mm -hmm. there is a computer misuse act yes and if <laughs> if the state and all of uh the people the, the government agencies involved where whether it was police judiciary cared to have this implemented mm -hmm. then there would be no need for ucc to come and protect us or you know as they claim they want to do yeah because it the computer misuse act caters for that mm. yeah it it caters for you know their things about like unlawful access abuse misuse of information systems mm -hmm. and to make provision for securing the conduct of electronic transaction transactions in a trans trustworthy way the computer misuse act to, like covers everything yes so why do we enact a law mm -hmm. yeah that you know as many of our laws <laughs> it looks brilliant on paper but has not has not been has only been implemented i don't know whether we can even use the word implement yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but that law was. again and again mm -hmm. abuses the freedoms of ugandans mm -hmm. robert shaka mm -hmm. that they thought was tvo mm -hmm. stella nyanzi mm -hmm. uh, kabuleta mm -hmm. i don't know so many examples yeah. so it is not like uh, i mean that is one of the tactics so can we deal with that first can yeah. we unpack can the authorities find better ways of using this law to actually help the average social media user mm. yeah or protect them before they then bring other directives what are you yes. doing mm. okay mm -hmm. i remember i think i had a discussion with someone from cipesa a while ago mm -hmm. um and then uh, daniel he's called daniel muesigwa mm -hmm. daniel muesigwa said prudence Freedom of expression in Uganda mm -hmm. is volatile. Mm -hmm. It can go from a scale of from a scale of one to ten. It can go from being ten, where we enjoy the freedoms, mm -hmm. to zero, yeah. depending on the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I see I, <laughs> yeah. I see that in play. Mm -hmm. Elections are here suddenly. Regional. Mm -hmm. What should the government what where what energy where should they focus their energies yeah, I'll tell you where So it makes me sad actually <laughs> that in this in this covid era where especially uh, in sectors like education yeah and I'm doing some work around that where there's we are talking about alternative means of learning yes and considering radio tv and the internet mm -hmm. primarily to be those alternative okay yes they open for candidates but how many are candidates and how many more are still home yeah yeah and we're seeing that the majority even if this was implemented yeah mm -hmm. that okay of course the kids from these other uptown schools are already doing zoom 
classes. Yeah. But what happens to the majority? Majority of, of kids, kids whose parents do not <laughs> have never even thought of buying a computer, let alone a smartphone. Yeah. You're talking about kids. Mm -hmm. Teachers. Teachers. I know teachers mm -hmm. who do not even know how to use a computer. So how are you going to instruct a child over a computer? Yeah. yeah. Even if I'm the parent at home who's supposed to supervise, mm -hmm. if I cannot, you know, uh, operate a computer, if I do not have money for data, mm -hmm. if I've never been on social media, <clears throat> how am on Facebook? How am I going? How do I, what what is Zoom to me? Yeah, yeah. And so for me, I would think that the government at this time would see the importance yeah. of supporting through the Ministry of ICT, yeah, which they have been apparently trying to do for the longest time, or so claim, yeah, support the freedoms first of all mm -hmm. to access. Yes, you are looking at the situation right now and seeing how now the internet would be useful if you know people were equipped to access it and what yeah. why are you choosing this same time also to clamp down like this just confuses me yes. so i would say concentrate the energies on actually making the internet accessible to more people yeah. when you put a hundred k for the person and you want to ask me okay yeah what will this a hundred k affect you it might not quite yeah. honestly mm. yeah but you know who is going to affect the person who has not stepped on the internet because before they they have all these hurdles buying data ott mm -hmm. buying a smartphone a computer now you're putting another one of paying a hundred k yeah this is just ridiculous yeah i think also where the government needs to invest is the infrastructure first of all to access this internet mm -hmm. why aren't there computers and internet in every school yeah. but kids are studying under trees mm -hmm. so probably that and the mps can have ipads and yeah. data and we can pay for them ott come mm -hmm. on and and yes and our internet is still very expensive yes we are a landlocked country and we know that but but the Rwanda internet is cheaper than ours mm -hmm. yeah how are they doing it what can we learn besides uh, uh i mean reactive directives towards elections yeah how can how can the curriculum change mm -hmm. and say digital literacy in all school money that is squandered in corruption every single year you read the time we did an analysis uh, for the stories for human rights mm -hmm. there's money that had been spent on other things it was like two billion mm -hmm. we computed it and realized it would have bought like 2000 plus computers yes so this money the, the auditor general's report has lots and lots of leakages that go into corruption mm -hmm. but why aren't we building infrastructure yeah why 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 aren't we protecting women who are being harassed online mm -hmm. and because uh, instead of you know enacting again an anti-pornography bill that then instead punishes them yeah can you really tell me that the ucc now wants to protect the internet use absolutely not yeah therefore i think the the energies i don't they don't listen Priorities to us first of all they don't listen to us um 
I, I, I saw uh, Kali, Kalinaki on Sunday morning desperately trying the back and forth. to engage um, the, the PR of <laughs> UCC, but I don't know whether it's forces beyond him. I don't want to speculate. I, like, I can't understand. I mean, I think that to try to... And I've seen a few people. I saw even Raymond, okay, let's have a conversation. And, and I, I agree to the conversation. Let me try to convince you. And we did this even during the, this tax mask war. Yeah. But, I mean, as much as I acknowledge advocacy and conversations and, mm -hmm. you know, try to change perspectives as a way of change, mm. I also struggle, yeah? Yeah. With uh, the idea of amassing, amass just amassing, you know, our, our energies into, you know, there of, of trying to, okay, now let's tell UCC the truth, uh, or let's tell them how this is going to affect us mm -hmm. or people, or let's try to outreach on them because this is not a debate. Yeah. And as we have, a lot of people have, have um, I don't know whether we're acknowledging or speculating or, you know, but, all, all all things indicate to that, yeah, that this might be beyond them. Hmm. So then how, if it's not, to have that, those conversations, the back and forth or outreach on them or listen, showing them, try to reason with them yeah. anyway, would be to then to assume that it is, it was an independent UCC directive. Yeah. And so if it wasn't, if it's the state at work, mm -hmm. then we are clearly wasting time with that. Yes. Now, should we stop having conversations? No. We must continue to expose and, you know, out-reason them. Yeah. But as I think, for what purpose? Mm. To just make it clear that we are resisting. Yeah. But not with the intent to make them understand mm -hmm. because the, that would be beyond them and therefore that would be to make them understand as a, as a goal would be a waste of So thinking about uh, oppressive states, we have had a good share of them in this country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What tacti tactics does the government or state employ to stifle freedom of expression online in Uganda? Yeah. So one, we talk about the arrest of Dr. Stella Nyanzi. Yes. Wrongful, wrongful dismissal from a career. Mm -hmm. You know, because she wrote a poem um, and which, you know, the, the accuser said was offensive. Yeah. Which, if it was offensive, then she should have been taken to court on that offense. Yes. Yeah. And not dismissed yeah mm -hmm. and not held for how many months 18 were there 18 yeah. months so there's that then there is of course the shutdown the 2016 just seemed twice shutdown of the yeah. internet uh, which, twice which then gave birth to the to uh, the vpn the, at least that yes proliferation because of course they were there but mm -hmm. in uganda they were barely heard of yeah yeah and then we, we also talk about the OTT. So after buying your data, mm -hmm. you pay another tax to the government in order to, a daily yeah. rate to, in order to access yes. social media, Facebook, 
uh, I, that, that tax is so annoying. And the president said that <laughs> it was, uh, you know, to come gossip. Gossip. Mm. And uh, I saw Evelyn recently when he, he the president's account announced that, oh, Bazukulu, I'm now on Instagram. Yeah. And said, did you not say, sir, that this was for gossip media was gossip what yeah. are you doing on gossip sites mm-hmm. so it's also it also seems <laughs> to, to me like the universe is really shaming uh the government mm-hmm. because now this election that we are so intent of on having yeah. even if we compromise the health of the voters yeah uh is going to be largely um at least campaigns uh are going, going to, to be, be online online but now they have, of course, MPs have already, they already made sure that we are paying their <laughs> OTT. Yeah. But now the, these people who voted for this oppressive tax and are now coming Complain. back to, to the voter uh-huh. who they were oppressing at the time and appealing to us to, on our platform yeah. where they wanted to push us out of. Yeah. Isn't that some kama? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know that. I don't know whether we can talk about whether it will have any huge impact. And I wish that there would be a list, mm-hmm. for example, of MPs who voted for this social media tax. Where then, uh, of course, again, this is a very eco chamber conversation because <laughs> now, like my voters in my home village in Metoma, I don't know whether they can. You know, or in all our home villages, yes. I don't know whether they'll be interested in accessing that list and then saying, I won't vote for you mm-hmm. uh, because you voted for this. Uh, for this tax yeah. of, of what? Social media. What is that even? Yeah, if I want, uh, uh, you know, a bar of soap and a kilo mm. of sugar. Mm. Yeah. But. And, and I think that OTT tax comes from uh, uh, our leaders being detached from reality. And if they were in, at le- at, in the very least remorseful, or try to be sensible. This should have already. They would have already scrapped this uh, and uh, said, "Okay, listen, uh-huh. this is no no longer viable. Yeah, we made a mistake because it's still being challenged in court. Mm. So why, why, why are you? I mean, all signs are clear that you made a mistake." Uh, I remember Tumweva as a Frank when he was uh, still the minister of ICT. Mm-hmm. He tweeted saying that it, they, he regretted uh, having passed it. But it was just words, we gamble, and nothing. We don't care for retweets. We want uh, for tweets and retweets and uh, whatever. We want action. Yeah, we, we want, want action. action. And I want to take you a bit back to the freedoms, yeah? Because there is, uh, there are so many ways in which this directive as the others just compromise our freedoms. Mm. When you talk about blogging, when you go into blogging and 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 the freedom that that comes with, because there's uh, you and I have worked with uh, media houses within the confines and yeah. uh, you know whatever it is the proper nance mm-hmm. of media <laughs> houses. Yeah. And uh, we were having a conversation earlier about all the bureaucracies and all the the language that yeah. sometimes is oppressive to women, where all the exclusion, for example, of sexual minorities, where media houses claim, oh, it is our policy to not 
you know, they fall back on policies or mm -hmm. are just generally a largely sexist media. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And so when there is a platform like blogging for all of these sites where I can say, you know what, this news, all of its bureaucracies mm -hmm. and straight jacket rules and regulations yeah. is oppressing me. And so there is freedom in me just writing and publishing my work here. You see how, again, they're pushing back, us back into... And, and I'm very proud of alternative media, and especially because most alternative media I see is women who have brought up the initiatives. Yes. And which allows us then to have conversations about issues that mainstream media would not uh, have. Accommodate. Yes. And so for them to want to compromise this means taking us back. Thank you so much for sharing yourself with us, Edna. And to the listener, thank you for being a wonderful listener. The listenership is actually growing. Until next time, ciao!